0: Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gary Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. In today's episode, Craig joins me as we review the Betis match last night and also we talk big picture Barca goals. We get into these topics after our message from NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com slash barsa now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com/barsa. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. We took it all. We brought them to our land. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So last night, Barcelona beat Betis at the Camp Nou 4-0 in a rainy affair. Craig McGuff joins me. Craig, how's it going? Yeah, really good. You? Yeah, not bad. I'm, uh, we were just talking beforehand. I've, I'm have i off a long weekend here in Spain, and I was off last weekend. My parents are visiting, so it's been a really good time showing them Madrid uh again, I mean who doesn't love madrid and uh it's been it's been good <laughs> we've had a mini a heat wave here, but uh all in all it's been been really good um how are you how are you doing over there in the north really yeah really good we've got a we've got a public holiday tomorrow
1: um but i uh i work as i sent you before we started i work in the financial sector, so I take those as a bit of a free day really um yeah. we're just preparing for our a family trip to to catalonia next week, so i'm i nice. watching your heat wave with, with interest um <laughs> But I'm starting to see thunderstorms roll in, uh, and that's not that's not amazing. So yeah, taking taking the family back to where well, we're going to be Castel de Fells, and then Sitches and Barcelona for the next week. So genuinely, really looking forward to it. And aside from that, just watching. Obviously, for people that have known me for a wee while, I'm watching the Celtic Rangers game as we record this. So any, any you know shouts from me probably aren't going to be Barca-related,
0: unfortunately. But apart from that, you're really good, actually. Life's great here. Thanks, mate. Life's good. That's good. That's good. Let's well, let's get into last night's match. Uh, Barca beat Betis 4-0, which, you know, on paper, I definitely thought was going to be a bigger test for Barca. Mm. And, you know, Barca comes out with the four goals. Uh, everyone celebrating the goals and so forth. Obviously, there was a red card in there. Then Joaquin yep. got injured as well. What were your kind of, you know, first impression of last night? And especially, you know, I would just say for me off the bat is just, you know, being 100% healthy again last night with the starting 11.
1: Yeah, I think no, not not to start on a negative note, but let's just be let's just take it instantly to a bit of a realistic note, which is that, you know, there's there's four nils and there's four nils. And yesterday was a four nil out, born largely out of circumstance, I think, rather sure. than. Um, you know some other times where we've just gone and, and steamrolled someone. So I think that's the first thing to point out is that you know Betis probably couldn't have done much worse to uh, to make life harder for themselves. Yes, than they did. Outside of that, however, um, I thought we played. I thought we played well. I thought we, we 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 gave a decent performance. I thought on the ball we were quicker. Um, we were we were certainly trying to stretch um stretched their their banks both vertically and horizontally which we haven't done in a little while there was movement um, I know R- uh, Remy put it into the WhatsApp group again usual if you're not in that why not uh, but Remy put put it thing I want saying you know we're finally picking passes and I couldn't agree more you know we've we've seen we've seen one or two people making runs recently and not being found but we've also been hmm. really static so there hasn't been passes to be played whereas yesterday without being too hyperbolic about it we you know we made runs and we found the runs and it's you know it's amazing how simple football can be at times um and I thought you know there, there was barely a bad performance to, uh, amongst it so I think yeah was it was it amazing I, I, I don't think so Um uh, but it was enjoyable if we were worthy winners and in terms of where we've been the few games it was it was entertaining and you know maybe something we'll get into in a little while but for me I just want to be entertained and watch our team try and play football. Yeah, did. yeah. yeah really, really positive. Hard to pick any negatives, but um, just careful we don't
0: get carried away with one result based yeah. on circumstances, really. I mean, I think that's always what we're looking at. We're always looking at these kind of five matches at a time to really kind of understand the rhythm of how we're playing. Mm. And I mean, I to me, when I look at it and see the scoreline and just the performance of last night, you know, it's a one-to-one. You know, we are completely healthy. Pedri back yeah. and playing stronger. I mean, you could tell that he was much stronger. Obviously, Frank and De young yeah. also driving that. And so what yeah. that ha- also happens is Busquets is able to play behind and not feel the pressure that he normally has to. And he, you saw last night that he was picking those passes again, especially on, on the goal there. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I look at this now going backwards to this kind of whole season, I think, you know, our starting 11, all in all is can compete with the best of the best right now. In yeah. the year. I'd say can compete right now. Where I think we are still flawed is in our depth, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's ultimately what needs to be addressed more than trying to bring in superstars. And we're going to talk yeah. about this in the second half. But, you know, when I look at this starting 11, maybe, you know, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking right now, but especially like on that first goal, obviously Christensen gets that goal, Rafinha does the curl that he the curling mm. pass that he has. Maybe there's something to, Rafinha and Lewandowski or whoever it is playing more of a two striker approach as opposed to a three mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that
1: see so, yeah, I was talking to it talking to a friend about this midweek who's uh an observer of Barca rather than a Barca fan you know we'll watch as if we're on and there's nothing else on type of thing so no, knows enough about us to be dangerous basically okay. um and I was saying that I the only the only logic I see to bring Messi back other than commercially is that we're missing a 10 I think we've got We've got Lewandowski, who's a nine, who's trying to play a nine and a ten, and he's doing neither of them well. I think yesterday he played much more of, of a nine than he has in a while, and, and you could see the difference. Um, I think you've got Rafinha, who um, he's, he's an old-fashioned winger for me, and I don't. That's definitely not a negative. It's a, you know he he likes to be wide and he likes to kind of exploit that wide space and come in. You mm. try and ask him to do it a bit more, I think that's when it starts to break down a bit. So I think we need a 10. And I think that's precisely what I would do is I would bring that 10 in. I would put that 10 in behind two strikers. And I think we've seen it in the past. I don't think it's a particularly new concept. I think we've seen it before in the sense that we had Suarez in a nine. We had Neymar very much out wide coming back in and we had Messi that would nominally play off the right. But in reality, was playing in that 10 in the role. We yeah. wanted across that, across that that kind of horizontal channel. So I totally agree. And I think that's, that's the only logic I see in bringing Messi in to kind of bring those two points together because if you look at it yesterday even though we played a lot better we still had a largely redundant left side for a lot of that time and you know if balde didn't do it no one did it um, and so i think it's still a it's still a glaring hole so so yeah i see the i see the logic on on all fronts and i, I, I... I also don't see another option. Is there another option? Is yeah.
0: Really- you know, I, I think, you know, when you look at the Rafinha goal, for example, right, He he's not out wide. He comes more on the right side and cuts through mm-hmm. the middle, you know? Yeah. And I think when, when I look at that movement, it's a no-brainer movement to me. And yeah. I just think this is kind of an evolution of what we did before because, you know, in the traditional 4 through 3 you're trying to use all the space of the field yeah. to extend the defense, right? But yeah. now we just don't have that type of winger on both sides. And like you said, a great word, redundant on the left side. So why are we trying to have that space if we don't need it, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's say if we have those two and you have Lewandowski more on the left center and Rapinha, when he wants to, he can play out wide mm-hmm. to be the outlet mm-hmm. but move inside. Then all of a sudden you're putting the space forward as opposed to horizontally left and right. And I think ultimately that's where, like you said, a messy number 10 or even Pedri and Freaky De Jong can exploit those, those spaces in that. And so, it, you know, like last night, Gabi gets to start. So now you have a... a mm-hmm. Uh, midfield that can hold the ball, make those plays. But maybe if you have more in the center, you're just pushing that through. And I think ultimately Lewandowski, like you said, great, great idea with that, with saying we need him to be more nine, less 10, mm-hmm. right? And I think yeah. with the two two striker approach, you can accomplish all those things. And, you know, sometimes you just have to adapt, especially with this team. I just don't think the four, three, the traditional four, three, three is something that is in our cards because I don't think we have a proper left winger. And I would oh, rather yeah. have Rafinha or, or Dembele playing right center with Lewandowski trying to link up as much as possible because of that speed. And I think yeah. again, though you're just going to have more chances. Now, are we going to, it's kind of this different philosophy of looking at okay, maybe we're not going to possess it 20 passes before we get one shot off, but for me right now in this modern kind of change of football, I want to see more chances because we need more chances. Like we're not yeah. a team that can just take the conversion rate of you know, three chances and two goals like we did back with Neymar, Messi and Suarez, we need more chances. And so to have yeah. more chances, we have to take those opportunities out in front. So I don't know. I think That's also, just what I
1: mean. Yeah. To, to your point there about passing it as well. I think it's really interesting in the sense that it used to really frustrate me when people would say, you know, yeah, you know, Barca need to pass the ball 40 times before they try and score. And I would say, you just, you just misunderstood, understand completely what we're doing. We, we pass the ball to move the opposition, not to move the ball. Therefore, if we don't have to pass the ball as many times to move the opposition, why would you? Like, I'm not I'm not averse to quote unquote root one football if it's the right yeah, route. Yeah. You know, if you, you've seen Testegan do it against and it looked terrible. But you know, if there is if there is a forty yard diagonal on, play it. The problem is that recently we've been playing it when it hasn't been on. So, and, and that kind of keeping possession it's got to be for a purpose and if it's not then we shouldn't be doing it in the same way that kicking it long if it's not for a purpose we shouldn't be doing it so I think you have to you have to mould around your players not the other way around don't you and I think that that's precisely where we are and I couldn't agree more which is that right now there is no one that seems to be justifiably strong enough at holding that left that left uh attacking midfielder so positions yeah. quote-unquote withdrawn uh left forward position that makes it justifiable so i think do we need the space i'm just one, one one thing to pick up on you said you know if we don't need the space i think for the formation that we play a lot of time we actually do need the space we just aren't able to capitalize on the space therefore is it better to just you know look for other options and i think that's probably what we did a bit more last night than we've done recently actually is that we've been you know we, we've been trying to what's the word i'm looking for we've been trying to you know Flog a dead horse, basically, and I think last <laughs> night we just, you know, circumstances allowed us to try something different and it worked. I think.
0: Yeah, and and that you know, like I said, ultimately we are good enough to have these scoring opportunities, and I just want to go back mm-hmm. to the Ryo match because, you know, I think, you know, when we look at these two matches, the Rio and the Betis match, you know, what is the biggest difference? Is it just really the home, you know, the home versus away form? Mm-hmm. Was it the tactics? Was it, you know, we were having all this discussion in the WhatsApp group, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, our team, especially on the road, we need to put as many opportunities forward to try to score. And maybe the lineup, you know, just like you said, route one more on the road, especially a Ryo mm-hmm. in a smaller field like that. Maybe that's something we have to do because, you know, when we look at, you know, that match on, what was that, Wednesday or Thursday night mm-hmm. and this match, it's just, it's night and day, you know, what yeah. we, we kind of saw. And... And there's so many factors that's what makes it so difficult because it's you know is it because Bedri and Dieng were more healthy on this this you know this night that helped drive the midfield was it yeah. because rafinha was smarter with his decision making making just one move and going because mm-hmm. that's the other thing we need to talk about is the rafinha factor right so he yeah. is now on 10 goals 11 assists and you know having one of the best seasons as a winger but again i'm i'm confused about his year because in the big matches he's come up short but you can't argue with the stats of the year and you know, what do we, what do you expect now for Rafinha? Is he going to be the outright starter going forward or is Dembele going to still push him a little bit with that?
1: It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because this is the, I guess this is the problem with modern football or the, or the the best thing about modern football. I'm not sure which side of the the argument I fall on, which is that there's kind of, there's, there's data and there's analysis and there's numbers. and there's the eye Mm -hmm. test, isn't there? You know, the old school eye test and, For me, still, if you ask me, does Rafinha pass the eye test? I would say no. Mm -hmm. I'd say no. He's he's still a bit too erratic, he still makes some quite poor decisions, and he's still he's still quite wasteful. And and at times, he's a little bit counterproductive. But if you look at the numbers, you say, well, fair enough, like you know, he's he's more than justified the the faith that's been shown in him. So, I, I you can look at that two ways. Has he had a good season? Objectively, he he has. Could he have performed a lot better in a lot, of, a lot of different times? I think he can. So I think that's, that bodes well. Where I think he needs to, one, improve and two, be helped to improve is, the first one is that he needs to make, to your point, he needs to make decisions quicker. You can't keep turning backwards and forwards and, you know, expect someone not to get back in position, take the ball off you. But on the flip side of that, I think what we saw last night was that because Lewandowski stayed a lot higher, there was generally two passes on. He could have put it in the box and he could have gone back and played safe. Whereas I think if you were, uh, if you were being kind to Rafinha a lot of the time of the season, you would say, okay, so he turned back, then back, then back, then back, then back. But what was the easy pass? So I think there's an there's an element there which says the team probably haven't helped Rafinha, but at the same time he's not helping yeah. himself. So I think he probably puts himself to answer your question. Finally, to, to, he probably puts himself in exactly the same situation we find with Dembele, to be honest. Which is there is a there is a player in there, there is a player in there that would terrify defenses, but he trips himself up more than the defense stop him. So I think you've got two very similar players probably vying for the same position. So I guess the question would be, can you keep two superstars happy? Can you carry both of their their financial packages for one position? Um, And do do either of them kick up a stink? Because if you could find a way of having two people for every position that you know and love, that would be incredible. That would be the dream. my point about Sergio Roberto has been the reason you need people like Sergio Roberto is that you're not going to get two players at that level for a position. Yeah. So you need those people that can go and fill in and, and be a, a, sure. a willing understudy, you know, QB three, someone that's happy to be around for the ride and take the free merchandise and the, and the free meals at camp, you know, yep. you need those people. So I think, I think the situation will likely end up with Dembele and Rafinha fighting for one Jersey. Um, I don't think either of them wants that though. So it'll be interesting to see that, how that plays <laughs> out. What, what, but I think, I think the speed last night, and and Lewandowski's higher position, I think definitely helped Rafinha. What's your team? yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat with the eye test and that's what frustrates me. It's because it's too much Brazilian dancing for me sometimes, you know, with no results, you know, and especially in the big matches where you're just like, you, you know, at this elite level, you have to be really refined and like in the, in the decision-making that you're going to do in the last third. Right. Because again, you never know how many opportunities you're going to get. Now I want to give a great comparison because when I was watching the feminine against Chelsea, Mm. uh, Carolyn Hansen, right. The right winger, just the decision-making she does. You can tell right before she gets the ball that there's a plan, right? She says, I'm going to take this person inside and shoot it. And that's what she does. You can just see it as opposed to the improvisation that I see more Rafinha. Now, I don't want to take away Rafinha's improv and his ability to do that, but at the same time, know when and how there's that moment to do that, right? And I feel, like you said, he loses the ball too much for me still. I mean, last night with that assist to Christian, great ball. Like, that's the great ball. Mm -hmm. But again, before that move, he sets up the move to make that pass. It wasn't the fourth option after he tried three other things, you know? And I think, you know, he's just not good enough at a Ronaldinho style, right? To do that and dance all the way and do whatever he wants. He's not there yet. And I don't think he'll ever be, but I'm just saying. And I think, you know, in our winger, we just need to have better decision-making on the front foot. So basically he gets the ball. He needs to make a decision right away if he's going to get the pass off or take the person one-on-one, not both, you know? And that's where he gets a lot of trouble, like you said. And I think Dembele is kind of the same way because, you know, we see Dembele with all the flashes of brilliance, but again, with the ball that he got from Yamal last night, and just yeah. cocks it up. It's just like yeah. ah, like all you have to do is yeah. just put your knee out, you know that type of thing. Well, let me give you some quick stats because last night again, uh, Barca had another shutout. So that's Ter Stegen's twenty fourth of the season, which he surpasses mm, Bravo, which is pretty crazy. Because when we think back about this season, you know, you know, this is definitely one of the Hall of Fame defensive shutout seasons of all time, mm-hmm. and I it, mm-hmm. I can't even think of that way because of all the you know. The, peaks and valleys we've had throughout the season, with yeah. you know, Manchester United, Bayern Munich all and stuff. So, but like you said, let's let's finish off this uh summary with the debut last night of the 15 year old again, 15, I still can't believe this <laughs> of Laminium all last night. And again, uh you know, this is gonna really transition to our conversation about Barca and their bigger goals with this offseason mm-hmm. and so forth. But man, what a debut. He almost scores you can see I mean this is this is the thing. This is why I can't get over how good our scouting department is with these kids. I just, I have never seen this in another team ever, 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 yeah. ever, ever. You know, think about this. You know, the, it was funny. I, I passed the tweet where it said, it's great to see veterans like Gavi giving you opportunities <laughs> to Yamal last night, right? We have these players in our team that are really young, and it's really exciting to see this. And I just I'm we're really lucky that we have this pipeline that continues to give the fruits of these kids, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, hundred percent, and I think this
1: this is precisely the reason why the, the conversations that we that we have repeatedly in our WhatsApp group about at what point do you start giving these kids a chance in in, in the first team and stuff becomes hard because you know there's talent there. Um, I think his debut was was a lot better than I was expecting, and I think and also mm. also a lot better than he could have been. He could have been um, able to have without without any. Chris. I mean it was I a think. perfect
0: situation. It was a perfect situation.
1: And that's exactly yeah. where I was going with this. You know, he came on and he looked he looked scared. Like and 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 he's 15 playing in front of 92,000 people. Are we, are we 92, 98, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he's he's 15 year old. Like, man, I was terrified about my GCSEs at 15. And so, um, but then the minute he touched the ball, it was like, ah, right, okay, you know, that that's your that's your happy place. You're happy with the ball at your feet. And and that's I think, you know the team did a great job of giving him some very easy quick touches. Um, I don't know if you remember it but you know they, they basically gave him basically three or four wall passes straight mm-hmm. away without mm-hmm. and that was just to get him comfortable, it get amazing to see that kind of co- cohesion in the team in order to do that. It's something that could have been missed. But you know they're clearly trying to make sure he's comfortable and feels in the game. And yeah, he had one, one or two incredible touches, you know him him nearly uh picking the pocket and scoring. Really really love to see that. So yeah, I thought he was really good and I think you know you you're right we, we do have a lot of young talent but my my overlying frustration of this season will be that we should have given ourselves another eight, nine, ten chances throughout this season to do precisely that. Bring these kids on. Um, but you you can't I rephrase that and other people in the group, such as Troy, who passionately <laughs> believe that you can. And, and, and it's, a, it's an amazing outlook. I'm not saying it's wrong. In my opinion, you can't bring, no, you can't bring these kids on in games that are high pressure because it's not fair because they, they have to be able to make mistakes. And my frustration overall in the season is that we haven't given ourselves as a team the opportunity to do that because you need to find quickly whether this is the next Messi or the next elish because statistically they're going to be one of the two and they're more likely to be Elias than Messi. And we need to be able to give these kids a chance at the elite level in order to find out, you know, what they, what they can do. And don't get me wrong. Spanish football is in a much better position for that than, than certainly British football, because you've got the, the, you've got the reserve team playing against men, which means that physically you can at least assess that part. You can't assess the pace of the game, but you can assess, assess the fact, you know, can they take a tackle? Can they be strong enough to hold off a grown man? Um, so I think we're we're fortunate in that sense, but but yeah, the the the, the future boards well with players like these. But we need to be able to keep them. We need to keep, be able to keep yeah. them happy, and we need to be able to test them. And we can't be testing them one nil up away at Villarreal. We need to be testing them three up at home to Betis. You know, it's it's more of these that we need. And so I don't want to get too carried away, but yesterday's debut was.
0: Really impressive, really impressive. And again, that's it's always just gives you the hope, right? The esperanza, right? The hope of these team, these players that can fulfill the promise, which is so difficult, right? And you know, I would put Pablo Torre as well. Now, I'm kind of the opposite boat with this because I agree that I think the players should have gotten more playing time throughout the season, but I also think we can't baby them so much. And I'm not saying to put them in. 15 minutes of Mm -hmm. a one nothing match in VRL, but five minutes I think is quite all right. I think also with five minutes, they get the jitters out, and you start to get them in a rhythm with five minutes just to get touch, just to get ideas. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, they get more playing time and more adjusted. That's how I would do it because that's my my outlook on it, especially with these youngsters, and especially at home. I would always try to look at it at home because that's going to be – more supportive with the crowd and it's just going to be an easier situation now, i know either way i see you rolling your head because either way can be can be can be beneficial i just think that why not i mean i i mean especially with pablo torre you know a player that is exciting that attacking minded like if if we were at you know when we had the injury woes earlier it's like why not just try these players and you're not going to kill the player's confidence completely if he doesn't do anything, especially if you're just, you know, you're just testing the waters just to get him acclimated to the rhythm and the pace of La Liga. Do you not and that's why we No, do because...
1: Not, do you not think if we... Because, I mean, we, we also need to... In the same way that we said we need to be objective about the performance last night and the circumstances that went around it, you know, Betis could not have done more yeah. to harm themselves if they tried. This season, this season more than any other season potentially... In as long as i can remember we we had to try and win the league because financially we have no real other choice yeah, yeah. we need to keep sponsors in, interested we need to keep players interested we need we need to make sure that the champions league is not a it, it's not a shootout there's so many things that rode on us winning the league right so do you not think and it's all ifs, buts and maybes. It's, I understand that. I understand it's a really easy thing to shoot my argument down because it's all about hypotheticals. Do you not think if all of a sudden we start putting kids on at 1-0 up and all of a sudden we draw 1-1, one one, we do that two, three, four games over the course of a season, all of a sudden that player is a problem. Look at what happened with Nico. Look at how quickly the, the, the perception of Nico changed, even though he didn't do that much wrong. I just think with how much was riding on it, I'm not sure that giving them just five minutes, if that five minutes doesn't go well, is actually beneficial for their career. They might learn from it, but I worry that perception is bad. I mean, you, you you remember Xavi being called the cancer of Barcelona when he was young. There's periods when people are you know, saying that you know Iniesta didn't deserve to be there. All of these youngsters that we've had have had a period. Bojan went from being the next Messi to an absolute donkey. Like, I think you've got to be so careful. And these were generally in teams that were doing okay. The pressure this season, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the risk reward is there if we didn't have to throw them in. Would we have seen as much of Balde if we didn't need to? I don't think so. Would we have seen as much as Gabby? I don't think so. Now, the easiest thing to do, right, is to look at that and say, right, Craig, you're talking nonsense because that proves that these players can do it. It proves that these players are good enough. I don't think that the right thing to do would have been to put these players in, in a lot of the games that we've had this season. And I think last night is the time that we need to see them. And the, and the answer is that isn't given more of these five minutes in tight games. The answer is get ourselves in a position where we've got more of these three nils. And I I think I don't think you're ever going to get the perfect scenario of that because we'll never know if these players come on and change those games. We'll also never know if those one nils that we win turn into draws. You'll never know. But I just think if more teams... If, if, if the solution was to throw these kids into games that were really high tense occasions that must wins i just feel like more teams would do it and i feel the only way we would have seen more of them this season is if we were either a lot more comfortable or the league had gone
0: basically i, guess I, 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 guess. I,
1: take, I take the argument to the contrary i take it i just don't agree yeah, yeah.
0: i i just i just see it in this way if especially in the financial situation that we are, we need to vet as many youngsters as we can to see what we have and I would just rather just have a plan throughout the season that we're going to sprinkle them here and there because at this moment we need to see what we have right and I'd rather just use those five minutes and yeah, they could go wrong but I would rather test that out and see what they're made out of and know sooner than later right and I understand would you,
1: would you have gambled win the league on it because that's that's the financial conundrum that Chavi has, right? Is what, what yes. do you, what, yes. what, what, what serves would've. the bank balance better? I would
0: have. I yes. Yes. Because the thing okay. is we didn't, we didn't have any other players that were on the bench that are doing much better. Right. That's, that's the thing is like, I want to see the mm-hmm. hope. I want to see the thing. And especially when we're in this financial situation, because that's, that's really guiding my decision-making with these players because, and I'm not saying Lamont, like that's outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, more, I'm like, I'm I'm saying more like Pablo Torre. There's been a few over the course players. of the season. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, just kick the tires, you know, and it, that's really going to give them even more confidence to get called up, to do that and to play even better for a Barca. Like That's just my What, what I would how- say on, sorry to cut you off there. What I would say on that though, mate, is that where I
1: would, where I would agree that we've not done it well enough is, for example, last night, what did Jamal get in the end? Seven minutes plus stoppage time. Mm-hmm. We, we'd won that game by the 35th minute. I'd, I'd question that decision-making. You're you're never going to get a better chance to give that kid forty five minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah, I kind of put I put in the WhatsApp group. I said, do I do I hate the Alonzo for Christensen sub in isolation? I do. Well, no, no, because it's his first game <laughs> back. But we didn't need another centre half. We were three. Yeah, yeah, we were three yeah. nil up. They had nine Nothing. men at the time. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but that's I but that's question, my point. I would question
1: but, that decision making Okay,
0: so that that's fine too. But I also you know if you have this plan throughout the year you're not waiting for these perfect scenarios, right? You're kind of just saying, Mm -hmm. okay, this match, we're going to try him for five minutes. And we want you to focus on two things, pressing and having a passing accuracy of 90%, like like, little things to focus on. And I also think, you know, with the attacking players, you know, less of that uh, probability of something happening that they caused the game to lose for us is lower, you know? Agreed. So, Yep. uh, If we're talking center backs that we're putting back there, different story, Greg, different story. Exactly. To
1: me... To me, it's centre midfielders. I don't ever yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. a young centre midfielder thrown into a game that's tight. Yes. Centre yes. backs, yeah, I would agree. I think the further forward you get, the less risk. Absolutely. Exactly. 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 Um, but I genuinely feel, I genuinely feel that there was no right answer for Chabby this season with how much yeah, pressure yeah. there is on winning the league. I, I think he was damned if he didn't, damned if he didn't. What I would like to see though is that, um, what I would like to see is that in the last few games that we've got, we probably it would take a lot for us to throw this away now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. like it's, to see a lot nice, more it? of it yeah, from yeah. here
1: on in. There is no reason not to from here on in the league is for all intents and purposes done. I'd like to see more of it now. Um, but yeah, what a difficult season it must be to navigate on that front from Jabby's perspective. Like he quite clearly, he quite clearly wants youth. We're a young squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a of few course. massive outliers that skew the average age. We're a young squad. He he clearly is a proponent of youth. But I wouldn't like to be the one picking picking those last two subs to come off and try and change or keep a game for me. And you've got two players that you clearly don't want or else to be starting because they're experienced enough that they'd be in the team and two kids. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't want to be the person making that call. Like,
0: I don't know. I just think, especially this season with the expectations, I think you could play around a little bit more with those subs. That's it. Because hmm. we knew after Champions League that this season was going to be a roller coaster, right, of uh performance, and results and so i just you know i don't know i just think especially how i feel with the team right now that and it all goes back to the financial work let's just go into it so we wanted to talk about barca big goals you know and especially mm. with this uh offseason coming and mateo alemani saying last night in his interview this offseason is going to be quote interessante
1: and i was li- i was i was listening to that <laughs> i was listening to that and i was like i was like the Muy interesante is a very interesting choice of words. Correct,
0: correct. (laughs) And so you brought this up because I think, you know, of how we view ourselves as a club right now, and especially this summer, Mm. with all the crazy rumors that are going to happen. And, you know, my biggest fear is I do not want this club to continue to sign players on their way station to MLS to try to patchwork Champions League success. And that's what it's looking like lately because of our financial issue but then you also brought it to me that for you champions league is never not never not the most important it's always la liga and spanish football Mm -hmm. i agree as well Mm -hmm. but i want it all and i and i and i was thinking about this in the shower today why do i care about champions league so much and i think it's twofold i love the idea of competing against europe's giants right and i love this idea of how our style our talent our team goes against and the other thing too is the rivalry between madrid to close the gap because ultimately that's what Madrid has. If we're looking on paper, you know, titles and so forth, we have La Liga, they have champions league, which is better, you know, whatever is your opinion on that. And that's my, my biggest thing. I want to be able to compete for everything all the time, win as much as we can, because that's what I think Barcelona deserves. So tell a little bit more about your perception now about La Liga versus champions. As we always talk about this idea, I love it so much because we always kind of disagree on this and we're both right, and we're both wrong. I think so. <laughs>
1: I think, yeah. My my opinion has always been that league football is your is your bread and butter, sure. and you should judge a team based on the biggest amount of data that you have. So, for example, yeah. if you if you say to me, "Who is the best team?" Sorry, who is the, What is the best club in world football? I'm going to try and take that back to 1901. Okay. I'm not even going to have MLS teams in the conversation, irrespective sure. of how good they become, because you've been going for 20 years. So I think it's about data points. And I think it, I also distill that down into individual competitions. I tell, tell me about a team that's played 38 games and I'll tell you whether they were good or bad. Whereas if you look at teams that have made a run to European finals, like sure. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Celtic fan. Rangers made the Europa League final last year. They're not a good team. That's not. That's not to diminish their achievement. We're getting there. That's an incredible achievement for a team from Scotland, the second sure. best team in Scotland statistically. That's an incredible achievement, but they're not a good team. Does that mean they're better than Celtic? No, it doesn't. And so, the European football for me is always one. It operates in a. It operates in a bit of a. Um, a bit of a microcosm in and of itself. You can be a good European team and a good league team, and I just think that first and foremost you need to see the league as what you need to win, and your and European football sure. as a bonus, because that's all it is to me. I feel like a lot of it's based on arrogance if I'm honest. I think the Champions League out with the Premier League is the biggest success story of marketing in football. Let's go and tell like they objectively made the competition worse and told people it was better. How can it possibly be that a team where four teams from a country can go into it is harder than a than a competition that only had the champions? How yeah how can that objectively be true so to me the champions league is a bit of a vanity project and it relies so much on like all knockout football does it relies so much on look and timing and who gets injured whereas in the league season sure. that you don't have that yeah. take that back a step therefore i feel like it, it it makes teams make poor decisions if a player goes and has two or three good games in the champions league they look amazing if you go and have seven good games in a league season you look like Iosie Perez. Normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So so there's there's that that part of it as well. And I just feel like as a club, we need to stop chasing the gala prizes that statistically we're unlikely to get or else we'd have more of them than we do and just concentrate on the stuff that makes people fall in love with a badge and fall in love with a shirt and fall in love with a stadium and have an identity and a club that matters. And that's not about Tiki Taka and Mesquian Club and all this other trite statements that now don't mean anything. Or any, or ticky tack, or anything like that. The reason most of us fell in love with this club is because we had a, a a way of operating and a way of doing things. and And I just feel like we're losing that at the minute. And I think you could see it all go wrong when we when we spent that Neymar money so badly because we Correct. never spent try and build the foundations of a club. We spent it to get quick success and 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 really shallow front of your nose type decision making. Like out of Tehran, man like signing that
0: three
1: weeks weeks after he took his shoe off and threw it at the linesman like what are we doing (laughs) I think we lost lost ourselves and now we are lost beyond not beyond repair but beyond beyond pain because in order for us to now fix the wars that we have financially I feel like we have to chase prizes and I don't feel like Barcelona as a club has ever chased prizes they've chased excellence and prizes would have been the product of that yeah and that, that's where I feel we are now. And, that, and that's my concern for this pre-season is that if we want to try and chase the Champions League, we're going to start signing players like Alonso Christensen, even though he's done well. Firmino. Gun- Gundogan, Firmino. We're going to sign yeah. these players to try and win next year. It's it's NFL ring chasing, man. Whereas yes. what we should be doing is taking it back a little bit and saying, can we, can we not do that? Can we yeah. go and almost allow a season to play out and we'll come back and we'll be better the season after? my, my, my worry is that I don't know if financially we can do that. So yeah, that think, doesn't answer your question, but that's where no, I it, does,
0: it. it does. It does. It does. It does. I always like to hear the philosophy again, because I do agree with it. I just, I just want everything, you know, I'm, you know, my Americanism. Yeah. I was, I want it more. I want it now, you know? <laughs> and uh, the thing also I just look at is, you know, with the presidency, it's, you know, every four years. So of course he's going to try everything he can, right? Yeah. That's that's part of the issue that I see in this problem, because if we just had a sole owner, you know there's longevity to that process, right? You're going to have ebbs and flows of how good your team is going to be, but with a presidency and a board who are pining for re-election and trying to do everything, they're just going to basically band-aid issues, right, just to get us to the finish line of La Liga yeah. and Champions League without building a successful long term project. And so that's where I look at, you know, we talked about it last episode, when we recorded highlighting players that are young, cheap, and also yeah. give depth. And that's what we're lacking right now. And I'm yeah. really nervous about this off because sometimes I just feel that they're doing most of their scouting based on Twitter. Right. And it's <laughs> you just score. <laughs> just scored. If it's if it's on side. If it's on side. Yeah, it's been an
1: even game so far as well. I was trying really hard not to react there. I was trying to be <laughs> I was trying to be professional.
0: Sorry. I thought I thought you were really uh reacting to my point. So I thought <laughs> I just love I love getting into the into the detail about Barca's board structure. You've caught me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I, I just I'm just nervous about the way that they're gonna go about it because that's mm. going to tell me. And the other thing too is what I know about Barca's offseason is that they're never uh efficient right they never just do the signings right away everything Mm -hmm. always gets dragged on forever until the last day and we don't have the team fully formed until that last day and so yeah i'm just curious to see how that's going to be approached because right now as we talked about in the beginning of the show is that we have a solid youth core we need to Mm -hmm. build a depth and just add a couple players here but like you said gunagan like we're just looking at him because he's free and yes, he is a named player, but he's on the downside of his career. And that, to me, does not excite me as a Barca player. A player yeah. from a French league that is 23 years old that has potential like a Kamavinga, that excites me, you know, because and I, I, I think, know that
1: player
0: play could be for, uh, I'm looking for at least five good seasons. What I would say, though,
1: I don't disagree with anything you just said okay, at all. Guess. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a first. Um, no, I, I think, is Gundogan still one of... Europe's elite midfielders for another year, yeah. But I, I don't want that. So I think I can, if this is a plan behind, it, I can see it. So where I think players like, all of these players in theory could fit this bill, but you can't have, you can't have the the amount that we have. So between, Alonso, Busquets, Alba, Sergio Roberto, mm, Aubameyang, if he comes back, oh god, you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, those players, I think you, I think you need. You need a few of them. You need maybe two yeah. And I think Sergio Roberto is incredible because he can play. He'll give. I can say it all the time. Yep. Please don't mistake my love of him as a man for my somehow blindness on him as a player. You need players that can fill in gaps around the players that you've got. So my argument would be, I think Busquets probably moves on. But I think him around for another season wouldn't be terrible if there's someone that's going to replace him for 85, 90% of the minutes. I don't think you need to carry Roberto and Alba. I think you need one of them. And I think Sergio Roberto gives you more versatility than Alba does. And cheaper. So these, these these players that you're bringing in, to your point, we should be holding a few of these experienced players whilst we build around them. The problem we've got them in is that we're building around the experience and it's just completely, completely oxymoronic. And so that's why that's why I think the messy, the messy thing only makes sense if he's coming and filling that immediate gap that we have in the ten. Yeah. It only makes sense for that. It makes sense for 18 years, 18 years, bloody hell, 18 months <laughs> max, two years potentially to structure the deal. And then you've got to be moving him on. I think with Messi, you can do it because he knows the club. I think Alba, Roberto, but you should be able to move all of these people on if you need to. What contracts are we giving players like Firmino, Gundogan, et cetera, if they come in now? What are we giving them that makes them come here instead of somewhere else? Instead of taking the Saudi money, the Qatari money, the MLS money, going to Scottish football or do, doing whatever. I don't know. There's loads of ways you can get a new challenge. That's the bit that concerns me. Isn't the isn't the the fact that these players will be in our squad. It's the fact that I feel like we're bringing these people in as core pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of in, Instead of the, you know... The, Building around, yeah, yeah. The little bits of pastry that you use to make sure your pie doesn't leak. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? That's what, that's what Gundogan is. That's what, that's what Sergio Roberto yeah. is. It's the bit of pastry that you put on top of your pies because you've missed a bit out, like... It's not it's not the core component of what you're trying to build. And so if the club get that bit right, I think we're in a great position. It does seem very
0: backwards at the minute. Yeah. Which I think is purely to chase Champions League. Exactly. That's that's what I was gonna round that about. And that's <clears throat> that's what scares me about this offseason. It's just going to be so many players linked to Barcelona. We don't have any clue of the financial salaries and actual salary cap that we have. So anything is possible and likely. Not going to happen as well at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 but I think the the picture perfect signing that is going to happen is the Gundogan signing because he's free, he's yeah. a name brand, and he's on the downside of his career, so you can have him for two to three years. But again, you know, when I was watching the Man City Arsenal match, for example, the other night, you know, Gundogan still has his plays, but he's definitely backed up by the other midfielders who are running around yeah, him yeah. as well. You know, and it's a little bit of okay, so we bring Gundogan in and where does he go? You no, know, that's the that's thing. And all of a sudden... That, that would be
1: my question, is who 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 does he replace both yeah. Gabby? Um, on the starting 11 and on the bench? Who is he taking? Because if, if the answer is the other isn't thing. clear,
0: why are we doing it? Yeah, but that's the other thing too, is that if you bring Gundogan, it's a step slower again, you know, and mm-hmm. we cannot go slower. Like, that is not what we're trying to do here. We need to press and have youth and energy and this type of thing. And you're not going to ask Gunagan in december in osasuna to press high Pff, not gonna happen no, Sorry, not to, to me
1: <laughs> to, to me and I've, I've said this a few times in our whatsapp group and i stand by it like i think we are we are two players away from being champions league contenders even though i'm not that bothered about it we're two players away we need a 10 we don't i'm not i'm not saying we need Messi, but we need a mm-hmm. 10 and i can't think of a better 10 for us than Messi, to be brutally honest but we need a 10 and we need a right back or we need to make a a decision with Kounde and Araujo and we say we're gonna sacrifice that we're gonna take one of the best central defenders in Europe at the minute and we're gonna move him to the right. We're gonna put Kounde as a center off and we'll just accept that that is what it is. Yeah. We can't keep we can't keep sticking with Kounde right back. He doesn't want to be there. He's not very good. You know, you lose him a bit but we need so yeah I think most Kunde, importantly
0: he doesn't want to be there. That's the that's the most important thing. You know he's yeah, he's doing he's doing a good job of what the situation is, but we are losing out. And I'm saying look, I if you would have told me at the beginning that was going to be so vital to this team, I didn't. I wouldn't have said that. Great. But that's where, like you said, we need to get right backs so and we need to get depth on that right back as well. So. Yeah,
1: I, exactly. So you know, and, and I would, I would love to know other people's opinions of what else we might be missing. But we definitely need a right back. We definitely need a ten. I haven't seen a single minus Messi. I haven't seen a single player in those two positions linked. I've seen yeah. loads more centre midfielders, which is undoubtedly our strongest part minus goalkeeper mm-hmm. i've seen a few kind of attacking attacking forwards which again that, that, that we haven't we didn't got the champions league because rafinha and dembele lacoste is it we went out the champions yeah. League we just conceded really silly goals at the time um so it's like i just i just have to keep believing that there's a plan i put it in the whatsapp group i said blind faith is probably telling me that this is all going to be all right because th- there's people that m- are much more intelligent than me controlling this
0: of course, of course, but we'll see. I mean, this is the thing we're going to, especially the first signings, we will see what kind of direction and how we're going with this this summer. But again, I'm just, I'm I'm really, I mean, think about it. I would be over the moon if they said, oh, we got this uh, French forward that's 23 years old and did pretty well in the french thing i'd be like yes that's what i'm talking about as opposed to Firmino, for example would like you That's w- w- yes, would you though yes.
1: just, just I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to play a bit yes. of, about our fan base here would you or would you or yes. would you say oh sorry let's re- rephrase that or do you think people at large will say hang on so we got rid of Kiado uh, and we got rid of uh, abde and we're going to bring this 20 or three year old player in? why aren't we going
0: so, so it, I, I, as long as, it, as long long the club as, can't win as well. right? Yeah, of, co- of course. But I'm saying as long as the the stats and the trend is, is, mm. is positive, you know, like let's say they look at a forward who scored 15 goals in Ligue 1 last season and is 23 and it's coming at a, I don't know, 12 million yeah, yeah. price tag. Then I'd be like, okay, the team is actually looking forward, thinking about this. And it's about depth right now, right? We're yeah. not looking for superstars because that's where we lost a lot of our results this season was when we lost our Starters, you know, we didn't have the proper talented youth. I mean, when I look at just really quick to close out, you know, when I look at Real Madrid's ability to get Kamavinga and Shamanami, to me, is that's the route that we have to look at to build the mm-hmm. team going forward if we're going to look at free agent signings and not completely yeah. go with La masia Like, you look at Kamavinga playing left back, playing center mid, the guy is a machine. Like, I love Still watching this guy run the ball as well, isn't he? Yes. And the thing is, he's like 23 years old, you know? Yeah. And he's getting all this experience. He's just gonna get he runs so much that I look like, if I watch him and I was talking, you know, talking with my friend, we just we love him. Like I just can't get over yeah. the French system of how they just continue to put out all these amazing players, right? And so that's that's it. That's that's for me. You know, like for example, we're talking what would excite me is is this vision of what we're gonna build this team as long. But again, we're gonna see about this offseason. Well, this uh this week. Is another midweek match and it's tuesday night at the camp nou against osasuna troy will have a summary about that also last thing Femini going to the champions league final yet again god they they i just love watching them play A machine they are oh a my there. and today they play at four and if they win they will get the liga iberdola championship and yeah luis rubiales will be there so he has he said we will take the women's sports serious now so they they actually have to go there and present the trophy in hand I'm sure How nice of they're, play, they're they're playing against Squalba, so that should be slammed uh, yeah. slam dunk pretty much for that. Taking it seriously now, eh? How yeah. modern. Thanks, Luis. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we will get together next Monday or Sunday and do another recording and until then Forza Barça.